taste of Melbourne's diverse poetry scene. Poets using their voices to entertain, to move, to take you on a journey. Connecting you to grassroots poetry and performance. Good morning and welcome to the 3CR Spoken Word Program. My name is Di Cousins and today I'm talking to Rob Scott, who is one of the editors of a new book, Under the Same Moon, the fourth Australian haiku anthology. And he's also the president of the Australian Haiku Society and a haiku poet. Welcome, Rob. Thank you, Di. Nice to, to, to talk with you. Yeah, well, I'm very excited about the new book, Under the Same Moon. It's a beautiful book, and uh, it's got a lot of incredible haiku poems in it. Tell me a little bit about uh, how you came to be working on this book. So this book came about through um, wanting to mark 20, the 20th anniversary, really, of the Australian Haiku Society. So... Uh, when I became the president um, in 2019, we, we wanted to mark the, the 20th anniversary. We started in the year 2000. So the committee of the society decided that it, maybe it was time for another anthology. The previous one was over a decade ago, uh, and there's been so much change in haiku in that time that um, another, another anthology was timely. Yes, well, it's nice to see such a robust collection, so many diverse styles and themes and writers. Um, how many writers are in the book? Uh, there's 104 poets in this book, so that's easily the largest collection of poets, and there's about 150, 160 poems in, in the anthology. So we, our mission really was to publish a collection that was really representative of the diversity and approach that is taken to haiku writing in this country. And I think we have, you know, got pretty close. And how did you select the poems? We, we put out a call for submissions about 12 months ago in September 2022. And, look, we, we were fortunate in a way through covid COVID, in a, in a way, like many other in many other sort of um, businesses and enterprises, it sort of brought the haiku community together because we were able to meet on Zoom. We had a number of national gatherings and poetry readings, and so we COVID sort of gave us a captive audience. So we we put out a call for submissions through the society, but we also used the the haiku group scattered around the country to spread the word um, that we were looking for submissions for the anthology. And, we're, you know, we, we asked for um, a maximum of five poems. We wanted poets to, to give us their best published or award-winning poems, and that's essentially what we got. Although I have to say that some of the poems that were sent to us and that appear in the anthology... Uh, are published are being published for the first time. They've never appeared anywhere else. Such was, you know, the quality of the writing. 
So how how do you feel about the current status of haiku in Australia? Is it uh, going well and getting bigger? Um, well, that's a big question. I, uh, in my sort of travels of uh, my haiku journey, uh, which began in the mid-90s uh, in, in Japan, I've lived in countries, in other countries, that haiku is also, you know, being written. Uh, I've attended, I lived in Sweden for a long time and um, joined a few of their their meetings, the Swedish Haiku Society meetings, as well as the Dutch Haiku Circle when I was living in the Netherlands. So my, my perspective is of Haiku is really more international than Australian, I must say. However, I did do some research uh, on the history of Australian Haiku a few years ago when I was when I was studying at Victoria University, and you know, I discovered a few a few things. I, I wanted to just make a comment about um, or see what was happening on the local front and whether there was uh, an emergence of a local style or local voice. Yeah, and I think uh, one of the interesting things about haiku is the difficulty of defining it. I've come across work where people have religiously used a five, seven, five, three-line poem structure, you know, five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables, but that's gone out of fashion generally, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. It has. Um, And there are are a number of reasons for that. Obviously, that's the the Japanese style, and five, seven, five is, is quite a mouthful. Uh, when it's when it's spoken in English compared to the more staccato sort of Japanese language, so it has become more brief. It has been scaled back. We've we've got one line haiku. We've got um, haiku with one word that that have been published um, here and there. Really, so what I sort of what sort of one word makes a haiku? That's a good question. Uh, I. Uh, it seems to me sometimes that we're we're trying to discover a wordless poem. Oh yeah. Where we're trying to strip strip it back, strip haiku back so much that it'll just be a vibe, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not really a, uh, qualified to really talk about the uh, um, the. the the benefits of it or, or the, the characteristics of a one-word haiku, but there are definitely a diversity of styles, a diversity of approaches, a range of techniques that poets are using. And we're not really interested in defining what it is. I think we're just doing what I would call a discovery phase. Right. Uh, one of the things that must be specifically an Australian characteristic would be the seasonal word because our trees and seasons and birds and animals are, are different. Yeah, no, that's right. And, and we are certainly seeing a lot of Australian seasonal references coming, well, coming through. <clears throat> I think it was one of our first major exponents of Heike, Janice Bostock. She, she was one of the first uh, poets who called for um, some Australian uh, qualities uh, in our writing rather than 
rather than just try to mimic the Japanese masses. And I think if she was with us today, she would she would be quite happy with um, the voice that is emerging amongst many poets and the uh, you know the homage to our to our own flora and fauna. Yes. Um... Now, just looking at the book, uh, it's published by Forty South. Tell, can you tell me a little bit about the publisher? Not a great deal. They're in Tasmania. One of the other editors, Lynn Reeves, is based in Hobart, and she did the running on um, finding a local publisher down there. But I, they've been really fantastic to deal with, and uh, they've produced a really nice-looking book. And we must also mention that the, the, the illustrations that are inside the book that are uh, done by um, a Melbourne-based artist, Olivia Ark, uh, which really adds a great, you know, adds a lot to the, to the book. Yeah, yeah. Um, I note there are three editors, so you, Rob Scott, and Lynn Reeves, who's in Tasmania, and Vanessa Proctor. Who's Vanessa Proctor? Vanessa is uh, a, a poet that's been running haiku for probably a similar length of time to myself, about 20 years. She has also served as president of the Australian Haiku Society. She's based in Sydney. And she she actually stepped into the editorial team uh, partway through when Beverly George, who's a wonderful poet from New South Wales, wasn't able to um, give it the time that it needed. So she kindly handed over to Vanessa and Vanessa's been a fantastic um, person, editor, to work with. So the, the three of us, I think, gave it a, a national scope in the sense that I'm from Victoria, Vanessa's from New South Wales and, and Linda's from Tasmania. And and I think we we all had, uh, uh, you know, differing likes in terms of what we were looking for in haiku, different, different uh, approaches and but we're able to work together well. That's really wonderful. So let's read some poems, shall we? What, what comes to your mind? What would you like to read first up? Um, I think I'd like to read a couple from Quendrith Young. She's a, a very experienced and wonderful poet from Queensland. I'll just read a couple from her. Banksia. All the shades of dying. Backing out of the spider's web. Sorry. So that's from Quendrith. And there's another one from Quendrith which I really liked, which was Riverside. A willow tells me more about the wind. Yeah, I think um, Quendrith writes a lot from her surroundings. Uh, I think she's one of the strongest voices. In the, you know, in the country in terms of writing about her, her natural surrounds. Yes. And, I mean, haiku is typically uh, kind of an observation of nature that then goes somewhere else in a way. But um, is it always an observation of nature? No, it's not always. Um, but, if, you know, but, you know, it is still a, a very popular style of writing, you'll notice uh, uh, that there are many poems in the, in the anthology that don't have uh, a seasonal or nat- nature reference. 
Uh, these poems is normally what we call senryu, which is um, haiku-like poems, but more about human nature rather than mother nature. So that's senryu, S-E-N-R-Y-U. Yes, well, let's read some more poems. Um, I've got here a rather nice one from Gavin Austin. High Country Storm, A Thunder of Hooves Tattoos the Wind. So another wind theme. Here's a senryu that's uh, got a bit of humour in it by Tom Stort. Luxury hotel. Cows so fluffy the suitcase won't close. It's a very fluffy, fluffy towel, that one. Um, I like this one from Olivia Ark. Only the sun on my shoulders. Travelling light. I think that's so clever. Uh, this one uh, portrays a very sort of familiar country uh, scene from Joanne Watkin-Jones. A procession of dust clouds. Country wedding. Very interesting, yeah. Um, and this one uh, from Matt Hetherington, who I know is in Queensland, the theme of loss. Funeral home. Giving them the shoes... She'll be burnt in. That's very kind of shivering, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I've got one here from um, Alice Wanderer, a Melbourne poet. My towering mother, tiny now, flowering violets. Yes, and talking of Alice Wanderer, tell me, do you belong to any local uh, haiku groups? So Alice and I um, are members of uh, a, a Melbourne haiku group called the Fringe Miracles. We've been meeting for the past few years. Uh, we meet as much as we can, like a lot of people, and like I mentioned before, we did a lot of Zooming uh, during COVID and, and, and met more frequently then than we, we do now. However, um, we, of, we often meet at the Botanical Gardens. We're there three or four times a year, and it's a great collection of people, uh, some experienced poets, some novice poets, and um, it's, a, it's a lovely group. If you want to find out more about that group, you can go to the Australian Haiku Society website and look up the Fringe Myrtles, and there'll be a contact uh, email there. There's another one from Alice Wanderer. Wild mushrooms. I kept on picking the wrong man. I think that was very clever. Um, and maybe if you indulge me, I'll just finish on a couple of mine. Yeah, go ahead. Fields of stubble. The sky is thick with stars. Draining the bottle. The blazing log. And from yours, I also really liked Waking from a Dream. I lose my dad again. I thought that was a yeah. lovely one. Yeah. He pops up. He pops up every now and then in, in my dreams. He's been gone a long time now. Yes, it's um, it's an interesting thing. How what what is the what is the substance of the dream person? 
I, I sometimes feel they're they're not insubstantial. So, uh, what are the plans for Haiku in the future? Um, I think that there's such a there's such a popular form at the moment, and there are uh, more and more places to um, to send work. Um, lots of online journals, still some print journals hanging around, but the the styles that that people are. Uh, or that the editors are encouraging are all different, all diverse, and I I think it's really giving people a, a pretty broad idea of what haiku can do, not 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 maybe what it is per se, but what it can do in, in terms of the poetic devices that um, can be employed. So I think it's you know the future's looking good. There's um, a lot of activity and a lot of enthusiasm. And uh, on we go. Great. Well, I've been talking to Rob Scott, who is one of the three editors of the new book, Under the Same Moon, Fourth Australian Haiku Anthology, published by 40 South. Well, thank you very much for coming in, Rob. You're welcome, Di. Uh, it's it's really great to be exploring this form, and it's great to see this anthology. It's a, it's a huge collection, and... Um, I think it, it'll take haiku out to a wider audience. I hope so. Yeah, we're really happy with the book. And um, you probably best to contact the Australian Haiku Society if you're not a member of a, of a haiku group to find out where you, can, where you can get it. Good. Okay. Well, we're going to go to a break, I listen to some music, and then when we come back we'll read a few more haikus. So thank you, Rob. No worries. And we'll just listen to a little bit of the CD One Truth by Omar Farouk Tekbilek. listening to the 3CR Spoken Word Program. My name is Di Cousins and uh, today we're looking at this new book, Under the Same Moon, Fourth Australian Haiku Anthology. So the launch of Under the Moon in Melbourne will be at the Athenaeum Library that's upstairs from the Athenaeum Theatre on the 11th of November from 3 to 5 p.m. And I'm going to read some more of the haiku. Uh, Here are two from Grant Caldwell. Coronavirus. People wearing masks outside the bank. It was one of the funny things in uh, during COVID. We go into the bank and they look at you and you leave your mask on and you get identified wearing your mask. Um, another one from Grant Caldwell. Summer sunset. Alone on the beach, 
driftwood. So, yeah, nice work there. There's over a hundred authors in this book. And this one is from Gary Colombo de Piazzi. Grass, the wind lends its weight. And another one. Bead of sweat, another drop of salt, Outback Lake. There's uh, often a great sense of place in, uh, in haiku. And uh, here we have uh, some from Marilyn Humbert. Purple and reds of black opal country, winter dusk. Dusk stillness, a water rat glides between ripples. Shadows lengthen, the coils call unanswered. You can just imagine those shadows have a lot to answer for. And here's some from Leanne Jager. Gusty winds dragging the dark through the trees. Old bunker. Blasted by graffiti. Grey day, the stooped shoulders of the heron. Tattered clouds, my faith, gossamer thin. So, well done, Leanne Jager. And uh, Myron Lysenko, who's been one of the great proponents of haiku in Melbourne and Victoria, particularly in our Wood End. He's uh, got a couple on the war in Ukraine. Harvesters in the war-torn wheat field. Grains of truth. A flag flutters in the sowed field. Late spring snow. And uh, we'll move on to the theme of age with Jayashri Maniel. Steeping tea, so deep this winter in my bones. And another one. Bountiful rain, a black swan parades her signets. Lakeside walk, what the breeze and I have in common. And uh, here's one from Mark Miller, again I think on the theme of loss. Spring cleaning, finding her scent in the unfinished scarf. Yeah, good work, Mark Miller. New inmate, on the inside of her wrists, Butterfly tattoos. And this is really a really amazing one, and it's in the one line rather than the three line format. Inside the ocean, the names of all the rivers. That's uh, stunning. Well done. And a couple from Marisa Fazio, who is a Melbourne based poet. 
And this is also in the one-line format. Winter deepens the love call of a lone tree frog. Nice. And another one. The whole village inside my kitchen, Nonna's recipes. And from Fiona H. Evans. Desert rainstorm, a flood of wild flowers. And we've got two from Jennifer Sutherland uh, with a, a night setting. Moonlit road, a glistening bone in the kangaroo carcass. And a bit closer to the city. Inner city rain. The neon girl is still skipping. And whoever it was who saved the skipping girl sign, thank you. And from Barbara A. Taylor. Crescent moon, the turning point of my mind. So thanks for your company today on the 3CR Spoken Word Program. We've been reading Under the Same Moon, the fourth Australian haiku anthology. And earlier we spoke to Rob Scott. My name is Di Cousins and we're going to go out with a little bit of shakuhachi music from the CD Haven by Anne Norman and Larry Tyrrell. Listening to 3CR 855 AM, the voice of the community. 3CR Community Radio, giving the voice to the community since 1976.